up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 87, and you are listening to the Tailgate, where this week we are going to be discussing pretty much the NBA Finals, because uh, that's basically all that's going on in the sports world that's important right now. So uh, stick with us for that. But before we get into the NBA Finals, make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Give us that five-star rating on both of those. And if you listen to us on Apple, uh, hit us with the review. You can also follow us on social media. Follow our Twitter at tailgate underscore talks to keep up with uh, our thoughts on breaking news and everything like that. So we're pretty active on there. So make sure you're following us there. You can also follow our personal accounts. We're pretty active as well. You can follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. Um, Also follow our Facebook and Instagram pages and our YouTube channel to catch little highlights from each week's episodes. And lastly, if you have anything to discuss with the tailgate or comments on the tailgate, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that being said, let's get into this week's tailgate. Well, Dustin, we are two games into the NBA Finals. As the NBA Finals, you know, gets here, the games kind of stretch out. They're not as cram packed. So since you know last week's show, we've only had two games. Game three will tip off Wednesday night. We're recording Tuesday night, so the series is tied about one game apiece. Celtics taking Game One from the Warriors, and the Warriors evening up the series in Game Two. So, Dustin, what are your thoughts on this series so far, man? Yeah, that game one was crazy that the Celtics were able to come back because so far the third quarter Warriors have dominated these first two games. And, I mean, even game one, I mean, that's the reason they won game two by 20-whatever points. And the fourth quarter was all backups playing. Like Steph and Tatum didn't even play in the fourth quarter of game two. But game one, even the third quarter Warriors showed up, had the Celtics down, and then the fourth quarter Celtics – did better than the third quarter Warriors and canceled that out and blew them out. Like it was crazy to watch them bounce back so fast and the Warriors couldn't even make layups and you could tell how frustrated they were towards the end of that game. So, um, I mean, I feel like we're watching Celtics and heat all over again. You never know what's going to happen or who's going to win or who's going to be hot. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to predict how these next five games might go, however many we get. I feel like the Warriors are the more consistent team. Yeah, they had that one bad fourth quarter, but I like them a lot better than what the Celtics have kind of shown me uh, yeah. overall, you know, through through what they've done. I think more than just the third quarters blowing them out, which is going to be a big deal because the Warriors in the last six years have been the number one third quarter team. The Celtics are, in the last, like, two, maybe three years, are the worst third-quarter team. Like, they're horrible. Like, so it's proven that, yeah, Yeah. not a great recipe for the Celtics here. Like, they have a history of not being a good third-quarter team with this group of guys. And that's a terrible recipe when you're playing the Warriors, who that's been historically their best quarter by far. So that that could be where it gets them. The thing you have to do in the third quarter with the Warriors is just 
brace yourselves and hope that at the end of it you can look up and you can only be down, down by like 10 or something like that, which they were, I think, down 12 in game one. And, hey, that gives you a puncher's chance. But game right. two, the Warriors were like, nah, nah, son, we're going to be up by 20 heading into the fourth. And if that's the case, then you can pretty much say goodbye to that game. But, yeah, it's very similar to that Heat series where it was like, oh, Celtics handled – the Warriors kind of there in game one and then get completely blown out in the next Whoa. game um, when they had the chance to kind of solidify themselves as the favorites of the series. So here are some numbers so far through two games. Dustin, we talked about three-point shooting in this playoffs and how it feels like you can turn off a game in the first half if a team's hitting threes. You're like, oh, they're going to win tonight. If a team's missing threes, they're going to lose tonight. Well, so far this series, there have been uh, combined 83-point attempts per game so far. 80 oh, shit. per game i didn't see that oh, yeah my God. per game which is a finals record and so so far throughout this series 47 percent of the shots in this series wow. have come from three so it is uh celtics just trying to out warriors the warriors so far by just hoisting never up gonna work <laughs> not gonna work when you have marcus smart as one of the guys who's hoisting up some of those threes uh so far the warriors starting five has been pretty damn awesome they have a 120 offensive rating uh, and an 87.9 defensive rating. So that's really damn good on both sides of the ball. They have a 32.8 net rating, which is when you subtract the two, you want yep. that to be positive. Well, the Celtics starting lineup has a minus 23.1 net rating so far. Mm -hmm. So uh, Warriors doing work when their starters are on the court, uh, which is, you know, funny that we thought that they had that new fast that new five lineup well that's actually been really struggling and it's been the starting lineup that's been doing really good wow. one because draymond on jalen brown has been wow. terrific uh jalen brown's been struggling he's four for 12 from the field one for seven from three when draymond is guarding him and tatum's also been struggling with wiggins guarding him he's only scored 13 points in 55 possessions when guarded by andrew wiggins and then of course You've got Steph Curry, who's been playing three lights out so far. He is averaging 57% field goal percentage and 40% 40, uh, 40 from three when guarded by Marcus Smart so far this series. So, Dustin, I give you all of those numbers. So far, it's felt like the Celtics have only won that one fourth quarter. Other than that, it's yeah. really been Warriors heavy. So, um, anything I tell you there make you feel more confident for the Warriors heading on here? <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was a bold strategy in game one to just let Steph be wide open a lot and shoot and get 20-plus points. <laughs> but then they let him get so confident that everybody else was cold and they couldn't make anything yeah. later on. So I guess it worked out. But I was shocked that they let him shoot so easy in game one. Yeah, I with how long Steph has been this good and runs around and does all the screens and stuff, they're doing a terrible job at trying to be even close yeah. to him, guarding him. Like I get you're not going to be like in front of him all the time, but you got to be close and try to make him uncomfortable in these shots and make him shoot too fast or something. Like it's and horrible. Is, and they have a bunch of switchable guards who can. That's what everybody was saying. Like, oh yeah, they have the team to match up with them. But I thought Tatum, Smart, Jalen Brown, uh, Derek White, like a lot of those guys are interchangeable parts that I thought could be able to handle that matchup a little bit better. Now, I'm not saying that anybody can really just handle Steph, but um, yeah. they just haven't done it at all. Uh, the other thing, Draymond's 
been like full Draymond so far this series. Yeah. So, uh, what have you Dude, thought he's, about him, man? He's 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 incredible to watch for a guy that like never scores anymore. Yeah, like <laughs> especially like now with the NBA being so offensive heavy, like even before like Draymond would. He pop up with a good 18, 20 some points. Like Heck, hit a couple. He had threes. one of the greatest game sevens ever that nobody talks about because LeBron, you know, won yeah. that finals game against him. But he had a, tr- a triple double in that game seven and scored thirty yeah. points. He's not that offensive Draymond anymore. He's no. still like the point forward, great passer, screener, all smart. that good stuff. Smart, and he's amazing to watch with barely scoring at all, and. It's incredible. He can do everything on defense, like making dudes uncomfortable, even with, when he's not like touching the ball. He's always touching you. He's the elbow guy. Like he's always going to try to piss you off, even though they're trying to piss him off. But he's just better at that. You can't play that game with him. You don't piss Draymond off. He wakes up pissed off. He's, he yeah. steps on the court and he's pissed off already. Like He wakes up and looks and rolls over and already has a list of who he's going to piss off that day. Yeah. <laughs> And he knows it's going to be the officials, and he's going to get a tech early, and then he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Then he wakes up, I had a dream, I'm going to pants Jalen Brown in game two. <laughs> yeah, and he, I'm going to go do it, and you best believe yeah, I'm gonna do he's going to try. Uh, he, he drives me crazy, but you know he his antics are much more funny when you don't really care about the other team that they're playing. Yeah. Kind of whatever. But when it's like a team that you're rooting for, it drives you insane. Um, so any other like players that you're kind of watching their performances so far, uh, or have caught your eye? One more thing on Draymond. Did you see the play in game two where he became an offensive lineman Yeah, fullback. and literally just pushed dude number one and pushed dude number two and then went and pushed out Horford. <laughs> like he wasn't setting screens. He was two hand pushing, not hard, but like bumping them off. Yeah. And Steph saw, was wide open for a three at the top of the key somehow. I saw somebody tweet at PFT. They were like, low man trophy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was clearing space. He was like, daring. He was daring. We were talking the about complaining about officiating. What are we doing there? <laughs> He's daring him to make calls, and they're not going to yeah. make the calls. So it's like, hey, that's on the officials. Uh, if they're not going to call it, then, hey, Draymond, you're allowed to kind of do whatever you want. So I we feel like this – the Celtics need to win this game three on yeah. Wednesday night because if they can't win game three, I mean, and also like winner game three, you know, one to one is like 70 plus percent chance to win the whole thing yeah. um, historically. So especially when you're playing a team with as much championship caliber as the Warriors have, um, and literally you have a team of all first year finals guys and a head coach in the Celtics that have never coached or played in this scenario. So I feel like the Celtics, it's a must win. Warriors, not necessarily. Um, if they lose it, it's okay. But I think the Celtics kind of, they got away with one in game one and then super let it go in game two. And now you're like on the ropes in game three. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Things can really slip from their grasps here yeah. if they lose game three um the Warriors I feel like they're confident knowing hey we just got to get one here get things back home court like we should be fine uh but this is such a like you said they have so much experience they win games on the road like they're not a team that you count out 
that you're just like, yeah, they're going to lose because it's a road game. Like, they've won a road game, I think, in all every single series that they've played in for the last, you know, every time they're in the postseason with this Steve Kerr, Steph Curry team. Yeah. Uh, so they are formidable on the road. They're not a team that gets caught up by the crowd or whatever. Uh, they're able to perform. So I fully expect them uh, to come in here on Wednesday night and take take game three, solidify themselves in a good position to, to win this series. And if I'm the Celtics, I'm pretty scared. What do you think the Celtics have to do to hang around in this series? Is it continuing to hoist up? A lot of threes, Dustin. Yeah. Or is it uh, what? What do they like? Switch it up. Try to go inside. Try to attack. Use how Horford more down low. Uh, he only had like one shot in the last game. Yeah. What happened to Al Horford? Like he made it to the finals, so he's out. Like he's good. He had like, a good game one. And I guess that was enough. Yeah, he went off in that fourth quarter to help pr- propel him. But like they need to. They have way more skilled big men than the Warriors do, like, offensively. Like, Al Horford, I'm not right. saying run your offense through Al Horford, but try to make some sets and get him the ball inside. And, like, it's same with Jalen Brown and Tatum. Like, go inside. Like, you're not going to outshoot the Warriors from three. No. Even yeah. the Warriors sometimes don't even try to outshoot themselves. Like, yeah. they're like, all right, we need to get in. We need to cut. We need layups, this and that. Like, you got to be smarter. You're not going to outshoot Poole and Clay and Steph. So – like, Wiggins. you want Marcus Smart shooting threes, or you want other guys trying to get to the lane and get fouls on these guys? Like, you got to try to maybe even beat them up a little bit. Like, you got a little more size and and you know bigger to get dudes than what the Warriors are throwing out there. You got to use that to your advantage. Yeah, they're not that great of a three point shooting team. So for the Warriors, it just plays in their hands. Like, all right, we'll sure. take it. If you're only hot for one quarter. <laughs> If like we're gonna be all right, um, yeah. And they, so far the series, they've only been hot for that one quarter, and so yeah, you're kind of taking the, you're taking your chances on that, hoping that they're gonna be an average shooting team, and as long as they're average, you have a really good shot. So, game three Wednesday night, uh, Warriors Celtics. We'll make our. Uh, you want to go ahead and make our shot bet? So we we're gonna do yeah. game one and game three last week. Um, but game three being Wednesday night, so th- this podcast won't technically be out then. So we can put this game three as our second shot bet and do game four. So game game three tomorrow night, Celtics-Warriors. Who you got, Dustin? I'm still going to take the Warriors. I mean, I just yeah. said the Celtics can't lose, but I just feel like that makes way more pressure on those guys, even though they're at home. I should have more faith in the Warriors is all it is. Yeah. Um, just because I, I want to mix things up a little bit, and me and Dustin have not been doing good when we pick the same team. That team, like, pretty much loses. So yeah, I'll go know. Celtics to win game three. Shout uh, out to Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, and, you know, Warriors game one. Uh, we can take responsibility right. for that. <laughs> so – uh, I'll take the Celtics to mix things up a little bit for us there. But we uh, we do have some other NBA news that we wanted to touch on right quick before uh, we, you know, quick episode this week. Not a whole lot of sports things to talk about. Is there anything finals related that you wanted to get out here? We got that covered for you. Oh, I do always feel like it's cringy to watch Mark Jackson have to talk about the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, even though we're like eight years past that, it's still like, oh, why did y'all do this to him? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, it's just like your, you, your ex broke up with you and then found somebody so much better. And then you got to commentate on their date all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you got to comment on their wedding and then their honeymoon. Oh, I'm at my ex's son's third birthday party. Here we are. Uh, it's just like, yeah. So, yeah, it sucks for him, but it's, it's kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, Mark Jackson, living the, living the best life, watching what he could have been right in front of him all the time. Uh, but the NBA news we wanted to discuss, it's a thing that w- I think was much expected from the NBA. Um, Quinn Snyder has stepped down as the head coach of the Utah Jazz. And this has triggered the blow it up Utah Jazz that a lot yep. of people have seen. This is a very boring basketball team. We've talked about it many a times on this podcast. They're not going to do anything other than maybe get to the second round. Um, we've seen enough of the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Utah Jazz, so uh, figured a coaching change was on its way. Now that has come true. Next thing is for one of those players to be traded. Now, Dustin, I want to pose a question to you. As a Dallas Mavericks fan, would you want Rudy Gobert? Y'all need a center. There seems like there's a center who might be available. Would you take on Rudy Gobert? Uh, Yeah. I mean... Uh, contract price would be silly not to if that was an option, right? I mean, you, could you know, get that's away with been... with trading for him and not give away a whole lot of assets or something. Depending on, yeah, how it goes down, what you're giving up because his contract's going to suck too. Maybe you can get rid of one of your crappy contracts. I know you just kind of put the Jazz and him in a, in the grave for the year, but by getting him off the floor or making him shoot free throws, he still can't do that. But I mean, he's what. You need to upgrade at that position, like a serviceable center that plays amazing defense. We know that. Like, yeah. But one or two times defensive player of the year, shot blocking's great. I mean, you know you're going to get enough offense from Luca and company, you know. Yeah, pick and rolls with Luca and Rudy would be pretty difficult. And even, to I mean, yeah, that one, one of the Jazz of game was a pick and roll and alley oop yeah. to, to go bear. And so he could definitely be. Serviceable there. It depends how the players and salaries work out. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind them. I did look at salaries on the trade machine, Dustin. Y'all could get Bam Adebayo. Y'all could. Y'all I'd could rather have him. him. I yeah, mean, he's younger. He's way, way more skilled. Um, I like him a lot. But back to the Jazz. I mean, we've been sick of the Jazz for a while. Even Quinn oh. Snyder was so sick of the Jazz. He's like, I'm leaving. Get me out of here. <laughs> He just steps down and quits. <laughs> I actually like that from Quinn. Hell yeah. <laughs> he didn't want the Lakers job, and he's just done with the Jazz. He's just like, he's nah. T- <laughs> yeah, he's also just going to take a year off. That's how much the Jazz have worn him out. He's going to quit and take a year off. <laughs> I bet he'll be like an assistant somewhere. Somebody but the problem is now they pissed off Donovan Mitchell, who just signed a max deal last year. And apparently a big factor in that was Quinn Snyder as the head coach. So now you have your super young superstar, Donovan Mitchell, pissed off at everybody else. Yeah. Great. The waiting game is who's going who's gonna to be the player that they try to trade. Is it going to be Rudy or is it going to be Mitchell? 
Um, Sounds like now, they're going to be in like a Portland Trailblazers situation. Yeah. You know, they're going to be stuck in no man's land of making the playoffs, but never further than first round. Mm-hmm. You know, like Damon, like Damon, the Warrior or the Blazers have done, and not really moving anywhere, and they're just superstars going to be pissed off. Yeah, and you know, I, I think. I think Donovan's a fun player. I don't really know what he is without like a bunch of other really good players around him. He's definitely not like the Dame type that can actually like carry. Cause I feel that way too. Because those Dame teams like probably like are nowhere near as good as these Jazz teams. Oh, are. I agree. And so, uh, can he carry a bunch of like nobodies? I don't think so. Maybe like every now and then he can have one of those games, but. He's not going to be seeing that guy who carries you to a playoff spot on his back, I don't think. Nope. Um, and so yeah, good they luck with a, this uh, blow-up, yeah. Utah Jazz. Yeah, we all knew that this was probably going to happen this offseason. Uh, there's only so many times you can run it back and fail. So uh, the first domino has fallen with Quinn Snyder stepping down, and now we wait and see what happens with their two superstars. So, um, But... NBA news will be kind of, you know, picking up here as the finals comes to a close is kind of when things start to get really exciting in the offseason as you have the draft coming up. Um, Players can start to be traded, uh, all sorts of things, free agency right around the corner. Uh, So exciting times ahead, even though the NBA season is rapidly coming to a close. Um, But we will get you all the news and discuss what's going on in the NBA finals next week. Uh, but we've got some shot bets to We're going streaky! Yeah. So we only had one shot bet for last week. We technically have two now since we added uh, game three tonight where Dustin took the Warriors. I took the Boston Celtics to kind of mix things up. We did a one-shot bet, game one of the Celtics versus the Warriors of the NBA Finals. We both took the Warriors, and unfortunately the Celtics had that fourth quarter that we talked about that brought them all the way back, gave them the game one victory. Uh, So me and Dustin both lose that shot bet, unfortunately. Uh, We have had some really poor luck when we both select the same team in a shot bet game. Uh, Mavs fans, you know, you can get mad at us if you want to for that uh, and some other teams as well. So uh, we all, like I said, we picked game three uh, for this week's shot bet. So uh, that will be tomorrow night. We'll have that shot bet decided. This week we'll go ahead and do NBA Finals game four. We won't pick that one until the day of, as we don't know if players are going to get injured in Game 3 or what's going to happen. That might shift what we are going to want to pick for that game. So uh, stay tuned to our Twitter account if you like to get in on our shot bets and join in on the fun with us. So you add one shot bet to each of our totals. Uh, I currently owe eight shots. Dustin currently owes nine. We are doing a very poor job at paying the shot bet debts off. Uh, usually I'm pretty good at it. I've been slacking lately, so I'll I'll try to get back on there, maybe knock a couple off each night. Uh, don't want that shot bet total to get over double digits. Dustin's sitting right there at nine. Uh, he is drinking again, though, so uh, maybe some of those shot bets will come off that total here soon. So with all that, Dustin, 
I know you have been waiting and ready for your final shot, so what have you got for us on the final shot this week? I actually have a double shot of MLB action for us. Um, Double shot shot for you. First off, City jerseys are back in the MLB. MLB introduced City custom City jersey uniforms for some, some teams last year. You know, the... White Sox had like a little south side like uh, graffiti looking thing. The Cubs had Wrigleyville. It was pretty sick. Yeah, the Red Sox had like the Boston Marathon looking one. They're pretty good last year. This year they've been good so far. Houston has like a Space City futuristic looking one. And they came out with a Colorado Rockies one that is sick. That's been the best one so far. It's like all black with some blue mountain looking things like it was sick yeah. and then they come out with these lame ass los angeles angels uniforms that are boring as hell like did you see these uniforms yeah, yeah they just look like they're trying to go retro instead of like a lame attempt like you tweeted out the tech retro ones which were <laughs> yeah kind of they look like similar. just like that but well, worse yeah, I, mean, I i don't get what the city connect is for it like at least most of the other ones have like cool, yeah, something that actually. But yeah, there's nothing, nothing it's cool about like, it. That's what sucks. Um, like cream and red. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a light cream and red. And they didn't even like. I feel like the font is the same. Like they didn't yeah. change anything else. <laughs> like they it, instead of white you put uniform, like wings on the back or some shit. <laughs> like they're just they're, instead of the white uniforms, they're just like a little cream color. That's it. And they're like, hey, you new uniforms, guys. <laughs> There you go. Um, and then my other, my other final shot for MLB is it's manager's firing season. This week yeah. in the MLB, we have had two big-time managers fi- fired and let go. Uh, Joe Madden of the Angels, maybe because yeah. he said something about the shitty city uniform. <laughs> he the shitty uniform so much he <laughs> he quit. He quit Snyder and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> I want to. Tweet that out later. Like, reports say Joe Madden was so pissed at the city connectors yeah. that they don't let him go. <laughs> and the Philadelphia Phillies let Joe Girardi go. They are pretty disappointed in their sub-500 season with some – Yeah, me too. Apparently the last you know few years they've spent a lot of money on some dudes. Um, so they're disappointed in, in the outcome of that. And so they, th- they think maybe a shift there. But, yeah, this is the time of year where teams with expectations maybe separate with their – manager um try to go a different direction yeah so i have a double part final shot as well first off the red Sox are over 500 for the first time this season after a rough start i think we were like 11 and 19 10 and 19 or something like that we have climbed back we are above 500 the only thing that sucks is there is Five teams in the American League that have a better record than us, and three of them are in our division. So, uh, including the best record in all of baseball, the hated New York Yankees. So, uh, while we are above 500 and hoping to keep that stuff going, uh, there is still a steep hill to climb uh, to catch the teams in front of us. But it's nice to be over 500. It's nice to be playing some good baseball. And, you know, we still have pitchers on the way in Chris Sale, James Paxton. So there's still hope in Red Sox Nation that maybe we could make a dent, crawl back, find ourselves in a wild card. Who knows? Season's still young. So yeah. 
things looking much, much better than they were at the start of the season when it looked pretty grim. And then the last one, this t-shirt I'm wearing, as I know this is an audio medium that y'all are listening to us on, but uh, representing Ryan Fitzpatrick, who uh, retired last week. And so uh, we all loved Fitz Magic here. Uh, the nine different teams that he spent time with, the uh, loved the four touchdown games followed by the four interception games. Um, and so uh, had a fun career, was a fun dude to watch, fun dude to root for. And so um, well, the league will miss him, but I'm sure he will be around the NFL doing commentating or something like that. It doesn't seem like he's going to be going too far. Uh, would be a fun guy to listen to discuss things. So uh, see you later, Fitz Magic. We'll miss uh, Fitz Magic and the Fitz Tragic, <laughs> all of it. So, um, with all that being said, Dustin, you got anything else for the show this week? No, it's good tailgate there. Good quick tailgate for you guys. Under thirty minutes, we get you out of here, get your sports fix, and get on with your weekend. But make sure you are following the tailgate. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Hit us with a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, give us that review. Also, follow the tailgate on social media. Follow us on Twitter. We are at tailgate underscore talks to catch uh, all our thoughts on our reactions to everything that's going from Texas Tech to NBA to NFL. Follow us there. And as always, guys, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate.